for the last three weeks we've been talking about the Holy Spirit. Who's enjoyed that? Yeah, enjoyed. And last week Julie shared around Pentecost, uh, the gifts of the Spirit, the gifts that God gives us. And uh, weeks before I talked about the role of the Holy Spirit and, and um, also that we should walk in step with the Spirit. And so today I thought we'd finish the series, um, but... Last week, I just felt like there was one more thing we needed to talk about. And I didn't want to preach it at you, but I really wanted to talk to you about it. And I thought, what better way? Why are you over there? Because I want to look at my girls. Oh, jeez. Yes. Okay, I might face this way then. <laughs> okay. Does that work just, for you? Just move your chair back. Okay. <laughs> oh, goodness. Husbands, yes. It's going to be a good morning. So we thought we would have a chat with you guys about hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. It can be quite a contentious subject, and, but we didn't want it to be like telling you about it, but we wanted to talk to you about um, or share with you how we have experienced that and, uh, and how you might be able to learn something or add something to your your uh, resource of what it's all about. Does that make sense? Yeah? So, should we start? Yep. I did have a few things I wanted to say before, and I yeah, jumped straight into it. You did. I'll, I'll save them for the end. You should, no, you'll forget. You know, we're so in sync, we've got our own notes. So. I wanted to do, to put it all on the one, but Ben didn't, so... <laughs> We're as opposite as you can get. As you get to know us, you discover. <laughs> anyway. If I say something, he won't agree with it, and I just ag- agree with everything he says. But sometimes. <coughs> so I just want to... I want to just set the foundation to remind you that the Holy Spirit is God at work in our world and in our lives. As we understand, uh, when Jesus died on the cross and ascended, he went to heaven to be with the Father and the Father and the Son sent the Holy Spirit to us. So he is God at work in our world today. He is the one working and doing everything that God does in our world and in our lives. And I love this scripture. I got it from the Amplified because it sort of sums it up perfectly and it's Jesus speaking in John 14, 16 and 17. And he says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another Helper, And then the Amplified explains who this helper is, that he is our comforter. Isn't that good? Comforter. He's here to comfort us when we need comforting. He is our advocate. It's not a word we use a lot these days, but it's a, it's a legal term. So he's almost like our defender uh, in, in a court of law. He defends us. Um, he is our intercessor. So he's praying for us and interceding for us. He is our counsellor. He counsels us. Our strengthener and our standby. Isn't that cool? He's the one who stands by us in all things. And this is a great thing it says. He's sent, he's given us another help us to be with you forever. To be with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive and take to its heart because it does not see him or know him, but you know him 
because he, the Holy Spirit, remains with you continually and will be in you. And when we invite Jesus into our life, when we accept him as our Lord and Saviour, he gives us the Holy Spirit. And this is the great thing that we want to talk about to start off. We've got a few points to give you, but the first thing we need to understand about hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit is always with us. This is an incredible uh, truth and uh, I'm going to tell you why. I'm glad you asked. Before the coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, people's concept of, of God and, co- and consequently how they related to him was very um, different. Their worship of God cost something in time, in effort and financially. You had to go to a place to meet with God. Usually this was at the tabernacle or the temple. Sometimes it was in the wilderness, but it would always involve or almost always involve an offering of either some produce or an animal sacrifice. Imagine if you had to do that today. And sometimes the Holy Spirit would come upon your life for a moment or a a time, but then he would go. When the presence of God descended onto the tabernacle in the Old Testament, there was cloud or smoke or fire or thunder. It was dramatic and fear and awe was always, it was a natural part of your encounter with God. But because of what Jesus has done through the cross, God has given us the Holy Spirit. You all know that. We've been telling you that for the last few weeks. The Holy Spirit is available to us 24-7, which means all the time. Paul describes us in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 as temples of the Holy Spirit. He lives in us. He is present in your life always. He doesn't vacate the room when you go to the toilet. You might want to. Maybe. (laughs) We could go on and on about that. But it also means that he is present when you make mistakes or when you do the wrong thing. You know, a beautiful picture that symbolizes what this means to us can be found in the very name of the Holy Spirit. And Ben told us this, I think, the first week. Remember, the word spirit actually means breath. So when we say the name Holy Spirit or think of the Holy Spirit, it is referring to the breath of God. So very simply, every breath we take is a sign that God is with us and if we can somehow remember every time you breathe think Holy Spirit is is in me this is so incredible it's such a huge truth and if we fully understood that the Holy Spirit was with us all the time how would that change the way we behaved but unfortunately we don't fully understand it or our understanding is dulled Because we're often complacent with the fact that God is with us and we have a tendency to treat the Holy Spirit flippantly. I know I have. When the God of the Old Testament spoke, people listened. They had no trouble believing in God or they blatantly just just disobeyed him. But now we can forget about him. We can ignore the Holy Spirit. 
or we take what is our own emotion or our own desire and attribute it to the Holy Spirit and say, God spoke to me when in actual fact, maybe not. You know, the law of Moses, which fills half of Exodus and Numbers, and I know because I'm reading it, is filled with how to respect laws, how to respect the holiness of God. The Old Testament is filled with stories of people who treated God and the things of God lightly without the respect they deserved. And what happened to them? They died. Even in the book of Acts, Ananias and Sapphira all know what happened to them. God struck them and they passed away. God's holiness was treated with the utmost respect in the Old Testament, but it has not changed today. And the Holy Spirit is holy. Just because he lives in us doesn't diminish who he is. And we need to treat him and his voice with reverence and respect. But we still need to yearn to hear it and get to know him as a friend and a brother. And these two things are almost polar opposites or almost contradictions. The incredible awesomeness of God and the intimacy with which I need him in my life. When it comes to hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit, we need both of these. And please don't treat these things flippantly and lightly because God is very serious about us and having a relationship with us. Think about it. He sent the Father sent his Son and the Son, Jesus, gave up everything so that we could have this open and unhindered relationship with God through the Holy Spirit. Let's not take it for granted, but let's treat it with the value it deserves. Let me just reiterate, because this is a really important foundation to lay, that the Holy Spirit was, is with us always. This, If you're going to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, you need to understand he is with you always. And I, I want to just reiterate that question that Julie gave to us is, if we fully understand the Holy Spirit is with us all the time, how might that change our behaviour? If we know the Holy Spirit is with us all the time, he is your standby, he is your comforter, he is your counsellor, if he is always with you, how might that change your behaviour? It's an interesting thought. The second thing, if the Holy Spirit is not the Holy Spirit is not just with us, but He is also speaking to us. In John sixteen thirteen, Jesus said this When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. So Jesus makes it very clear that the Holy Spirit is not a silent partner with us. He speaks to us. He talks to us. He is a person. He communicates with us. And, and so, you know, often I hear people say, and I've probably said it myself over the years, God seems so far away. It's just the, the heavens are as brass or or whatever they say and I, I just don't seem to be able to hear him anymore but we need to understand that from scripture Jesus said himself in John five seventeen. he said the father is always working and so am I he never stops working he never stops moving he never stops doing stuff 
and he never stops talking. God is never silent. I think Mao said it earlier that it's us that aren't tuning in. It's us that have stepped away. It's God is always there and, he, and the reality of it is that he is always wanting to communicate with us. He's not a silent partner. Now, the best illustration I can give of this is the idea of radio waves or electromagnetic waves or whatever they are. I'm not a scientist. But did you know all around us right now, people are speaking? All around us. In the atmosphere around here, there's voices and there's stuff going on. They're being sent across the world in all sorts of ways. But we can't hear them because we don't have the right equipment. But if you had a transistor radio, if they still have them <laughs> these days, and you were able to tune in, all of a sudden you could hear someone speaking on the other side of the world or in Adelaide it's from some radio station. But the reality is, and the truth is, the radio waves are carrying those signals all the time. We need to have the right tools to tune into them. And this is the reality of, of what's going on, is that God is always speaking, God is always moving, but the question we have to ask ourselves is, are we positioning ourselves to hear what he is saying? And this is, the, I've talked about this in the last few weeks, but this is where the idea of creator, created comes in. We have to understand that God is our creator and that we are his created and so we need to operate in that in that way in that we need to always be looking for God we need to always be listening for God we need to always be positioning ourselves which we'll talk about in just a moment where God can speak to us and where we can hear him we always have to be ready but the first thing that we need to realize is that God is always speaking. So I just want to give you a few scriptures just in case you go, well, I don't know if that's true, Ben. Is, he, is that always the case? Well, I'm going to give you a few examples from Acts, the book of Acts in the early church, where you see the example of the Holy Spirit's talking. And if he's talking, then he, he's, the Bible says he's the same God today as he was yesterday and the future and whenever. So he does not change. So if he's shown us that he's a communicating God, then he still wants to communicate today. Some people actually speak against that and say, well, God doesn't do stuff anymore. We're just left to our own devices. But that's not the truth because the Bible is really clear that we serve a God who is always communicating. Acts 8, 29, it says, The Spirit told Philip, Go to that chariot and stay near it. In Acts 9, 31, it says, Then the church throughout Judea, Galilee and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace and was strengthened, living in the fear of the Lord and encouraged by the Holy Spirit and it increased in numbers. So it was encouraged by the Holy Spirit. How does the Holy Spirit, how do you encourage someone? You encourage someone by speaking to them, by affirming to them their value and, and worth. Acts 13 two says, while they were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Now, I talked about positioning. It was really interesting that it says, While they were worshipping the Lord and fasting. 
So by worshiping and fasting, they were tuning in to the Holy Spirit. They were trying to they were putting themselves in a space where they could hear from God. And when they did that, God spoke to them and said, "Okay, Saul and Barnabas or Paul that is and Barnabas, you go start to do mission work out to the world." And we wouldn't have the our church here today if that hadn't happened. Acts 21:11 says, "Coming over to us, he took Paul's belt, tied his own hands and feet with it and said this." So this is one of the prophets were saying to Paul he, he took a, a, a bell and tied up his hands and feet and he said the Holy Spirit says in this way the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem will bind the owner of this belt and will hand him over to the Gentiles so and that's that moment where God is speaking of things to come to Paul and prophesying into his life and he uses someone to speak to him so that we see there and we'll talk about this a bit later that others can also speak to us what the holy spirit is saying but i just want you to understand that these two first principles that we're talking about are really important because they lay a foundation for us in what in what god is doing um i lost my notes where is this oh. there's nothing else there oh there oh, there it is so uh, creating that foundation of number one Holy Spirit is always with us. Number two, the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us. And I can't be up here any time and not, not have a quote from Eugene Peterson, so I included one today. But the next thing we need to do following on from that is to make space and time for the Holy Spirit in our lives. And Eugene Peterson says it this way, accurate knowledge is a means for living better. So the accurate knowledge I want to give you and we want to give you today is number one, God is always with you. And number two, God wants to speak to you. Now from that place of accurate knowledge, it's going to make your life better. It's going to improve your life. If you're walking through life hoping and that maybe sometimes God might speak to me or that sometimes God might want to be involved in my life but you know most of the time he doesn't because I'm a bad person or whatever I'm not worthy of God then it's not going to make your life better because the truth that the accurate knowledge is that God is always with you he's always with you even when you make mistakes he is there for you he's there to be your counselor and your guide and your comforter and he's also wanting to communicate with you and so from that place, Julie's going to share about how we create space for the Holy Spirit. Um, the challenge for us is to create the space and time to acknowledge his presence and to hear his voice. Some simple shifts in our posture can help to do this. I don't know if you just said this or not. I was meant to do this whole topic. He's gotten confused. Take time to be quiet. In other words turn off the noise and in actually in in our society at the moment this is really 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 hard back before the internet before tv you just had time and space and quiet now can you believe this if if you're my generation it's hard to believe that young people constantly have social media 24 hours a day in their ear constantly and and for us oldies we still have that we still have constantly things going on so 
this is the challenge to actually turn off the noise, whatever your noise is. And sometimes if you're a mother or you've just got a lot on, you have to go somewhere. You have to go for a walk. I know Ben goes for a walk and it's in that time where you can just switch off and really take some space, physical but also uh, mentally. And then another good way is to prepare a space and time for the Holy Spirit. Actually, budget it into your week. Actually, this is the time I'm going to spend time with him. That's not all. If that's all you do, then that's not great. But it's a good start to actually budget some time out of your week. And be, be open in every part of your day because God will literally use anything to speak to us. You know, in the Bible, he used... <coughs> he used a burning bush to speak. He used someone's wife to speak. To <coughs> yeah, like crazy. That's incredible. Yeah, very, very incredible. Um, he used a donkey or someone's husband. Oh, no, no, they're two different things. Sorry, I got it wrong. Sorry, he used a donkey. Thank you. I'm happy to be a donkey. No. And he often in the Bible he used dreams. Now in in my life, one of the main ways he speaks, and you probably would agree, is through scripture. And we're going to talk about that a bit more. But he also speaks through nature. Nature, God is in nature. If you just be aware of a leaf, God yells at you through leaves and and Anything to do with nature, you discover God. It's incredible. And the older I'm getting, the more ridiculous I am about, I watch these documentaries and Ben comes home and I go, oh my God, Ben, God is in in the planets and and I watch this thing and I'm crying and he's just like, oh my goodness, need to get some hormone tablets. Why you tell about the time you hugged the tree? (laughs) If you can't, oh yeah, that was incredible. Yeah, I hugged a tree. All right, if you want to know about it, come and talk to me because otherwise it would take far too long because it was a significant moment in my life. Um, where am I up to? He speaks through other people. Other people can encourage you and it's God speaking through them and he speaks in your heart. He speaks in my heart. You know, with, with all of these, but especially when he speaks in your heart, I... If he speaks in my heart, I am learning to wait and give this word of God space to let God confirm that it is him. Because it's actually quite easy to attribute something to the Holy Spirit when in fact it isn't God. It's our own desires or our own thoughts. It takes time to know and recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit instantly. But you can, it can, you can get to that place where you know that's God. But can I say, and, and maybe I'm just really slow. I've been a Christian for my whole life, but I am only just getting to a place where I can recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit without having to double check. It takes time, years of giving space and priority to hearing his voice. Maybe it's because I didn't give space and time but I am learning to recognize my different inner voices just because you have a strong emotion or sense doesn't mean it's the Holy Spirit you know your inner voices 
I have my conscience, my heart, my gut, my emotions, my fear, my pride, my ego. Do I have an ego? Anyway, we won't go there. My will. And sometimes every now and then the, the enemy will whisper into your mind or into my mind. But do you want to say something? I was just going to say, Julie, this is your conscience. <laughs> Are you my conscience? It's often finding Nemo. But then there's the Holy Spirit and he does speak inside of us. But you know, I'm discovering sometimes he speaks in whole sentences, but more often it's a strong um, sense of him that feels, these are all S words, that feels safe, steady, wide, warm, enduring and filled with peace I'm beginning and it's so incredible to recognize when I can tell it's the Holy Spirit does it's a different tone and it's just so filled with peace and joy it's incredible you know there's been many times when I thought I'd heard from the Holy Spirit but looking back as you do when you get older I know it wasn't God it was just me A strong emotion that when I've actually pulled it apart, it didn't have the characteristics of God. And then there's been times when I've ignored a strong sense or a persistent thought or direction. And I realized, because maybe it was for me to do something I didn't want to do. I'm sure none of you are like that. Get a sense of God and then go, oh yeah, okay. Maybe that's not God. (laughs) Or maybe I just felt I wasn't confident, but I've realized later that it was the Holy Spirit. Whatever it takes, can I just encourage all of you, get to know what the Holy Spirit sounds like, what his voice is. And don't pretend you know, because it's like, it's like fake grass, Ben, like what you said the other day. It's just no replica for hearing him speak into your heart. I think this is really important that... Like Julie said, sometimes we might step out on a limb and make a mistake. And we're like, oh, it wasn't actually the Holy Spirit when I look back on it. But that's okay. Mm. Let me say this. That's okay. It's better to put yourself in a place where God can use you and have a heart open to him and be willing to make a mistake than not do it at all. Because you'll miss out altogether. Bob Mumford used to say uh, about... God's direction and leading that it's easier for God to steer a, a moving car than a stationary car like so actually actually get going <coughs> so actually open your heart to God and, and when we're talking about the voice of the Holy Spirit we're not talking about literal voices we're talking about thoughts uh, that can be confusing in this day and age with mental health and so forth so not talking about hearing voices we're talking about inner thoughts and feelings of peace and Kindness. Does that make sense? So the, the next thing, as Julie's already alluded to, is hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit, we need to read God's word and pray. This, this is a non-negotiable. If you want to know the voice of the Holy Spirit, it's through his word. Scripture confirms this in 2 Timothy um, 3, verses 16, 17, where it says, All scripture is God-breathed. Who's God's breath? The Holy Spirit. So if scripture is God-breathed, it's inspired by the Spirit and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So the Bible is 
the breath of God. The Bible is God's word. The Bible is God's heart, God's thoughts, God's, God's thinking, and it's, it's inspired by the Holy Spirit. That means that when men and women wrote the Bible, they wrote it under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, that he came upon them and wrote, told them what to write and how to write it. So it makes sense that when we talk about wanting to hear God's voice, that the best way we can hear God's voice is through his word through the Bible. That's, that's the most obvious way rather than, you know, when we talk about making space, turning off the noise, that sometimes that means taking time to read God's Word. Or often that's what that means. Switch off everything else and take time to read God's Word and pray. Uh, and let me give you this, this example that someone taught me when I was a young Christian and most of you probably would do this anyway, but when you sit down to read the Bible, actually pray before you do and say, Holy Spirit, open my eyes. Help me understand what you're saying. Because sometimes we read the Bible and you go, what on earth is that all about? Um, as Julie said, she's reading Leviticus and, and so often she <laughs> Deuteronomy and she comes to me and go, Numbers. And she comes to me and go, what on earth is this all about? This is mental. And what does he, he goes, yes, let's look into it. Let's no, no. study. I say, <laughs> ask the Holy Spirit. He'll let you know. <laughs> but the, the reality is there's stuff in the Bible that we won't always understand, but, and that's okay as well. But there's always something you can gain from it. I remember Paul Nelson told me last year, he, started, he decided that he would read the Old Testament and he gained so much out of it. It helped him deepen his faith. The, the most important thing is to read God's word. Um, now, talking about prayer, we also have to remember that prayer is not us crying out to God. It's us actually responding to God. It's always about, because we serve a God who is always working, who is always talking, who is always moving. So even when we feel like God is not there or God, where are you? When we pray that prayer, God is, is always there. And so his answer to us is from his word saying that I will never leave you nor forsake you. So God's word always confirms to us what the Holy Spirit is saying. So even in that moment where we might go, God, where are you? God's word would come to us and confirm to us that, hey, I'm here and I'm here for you, and I'm never going to leave you nor forsake you. This is really important because we need to understand that if we are going to listen out for the Holy Spirit's voice and want to hear what he has for us and how it might speak into our future, we need to also remember that the measuring stick of anything we hear is God's word. Does that make sense? What I mean by that is that, I'll give you a really simplistic example um, is that the Holy Spirit is never going to tell you to do something that is not supported by God's Word. So he's never going to tell you to go lie to someone. He's never going to tell you to commit adultery. He's never going to tell you to steal from someone because that's contrary to God's Word. So if any of those thoughts come into your head, they're not from God. Does that make sense? They're very simplistic. But at the same time, so if thoughts come into your head that say you're not worthy or I'm not good enough, what does God's word say to us? That's not the Holy Spirit talking to you. 
That's our own self or our lack of self-worth or the enemy talking. But we, the God, God's word says to us, you are my child. You are my children. You are my sons and daughters. And so we need to understand that, that, that God's word will always confirm to us what God is saying. I just wanted to add to that. If you ever get like an impression that like sometimes the, um, you can think the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and it's nothing um, outrightly against Scripture, but if it leaves you feeling helpless, hopeless, worthless, if it leaves you feeling negative and like, what's the point? That wasn't God. Because when God speaks, he leaves us with hope. Might only be a small bit, but he will leave you with hope. He will... He will leave you encouraged it, it will always breathe life into you anything that leaves you or someone else feeling negative it's not God because he that's not him even when he disciplines you and tells you off it's done in such a way that there's hope and there's a future Absolutely. just read the Psalms the psalmist is very honest and declaring why is everyone wanting to kill me why is my life horrible why is everything bad but he always finishes with praise to God and thanks to God because you are above all these things and you are greater than everything that's going on in my life. So no matter how much we lament, God will always bring us hope. And that brings us to our fifth thing about hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit is learn from others. Um, Hebrews 10, 23 to 25 says, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Now, we often use this passage about make sure you're in church, but let's understand that it's not just talking about Sundays. It's like um, not giving up meeting together is not just about meetings. It's about us being with one another uh, so it's not just about showing up on Sundays but it's a mindset of how can I be a support and encouragement to others um, so let me say this if you want to know how to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit meet with people who you know have a good track record in hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit and glean from them learn from them and get to know them and ask them how they do it and what works for them and what doesn't that's that's what the body of christ is all about um the exciting thing is that as well others can confirm to you what if what you're hearing is the holy spirit so when we meet with one another it's happened to me so many times i catch up with someone and we're talking away and they would say something and it's like that's exactly what confirms what the holy spirit is saying to me that whatever situation in my life, they confirm it. It's quite incredible how often it happens, but you have to make time to spend time with other people. Don't be in an island. Don't be on your own. Stir and yourself up. Talk about God. Talk about your relationship with him. Talk about the good stuff. Talk about the bad stuff when he lets you down. Talk about God with others. Don't just keep it, I don't know, religious. <laughs> this might be for blokes as well because and this is a challenge even for me a pastor of the church and whatever um, 
when I sit down with someone, it's very easy to talk about the footy. It's very easy to talk about that sort of stuff, work and stuff. But what if we flip it on its head and what if we actually started to ask us each other questions like, where have you seen God working this week? What, what, what has God been doing in your life this week? It's a pretty challenging thought for us blokes especially. But or read the scripture with some friends and talk <laughs> about God together. <laughs> but I'll just confirm with you what Julie was saying. One, if you want to know more about this, read 1 Corinthians 14. Because in 1 Corinthians 14, it talks about the gifts of the Spirit uh, and about all these different things like speaking in tongues and so forth. But it says something really, really important that all these things are given to us to edify the church, to encourage the church, to build up the church. So if someone's coming to you and saying, you know, God's going to punish you because you're doing naughty things, I don't think that's what God is all about. He's not coming to... Now, we may have to admonish each other every so often and come alongside, but it's all about, in that situation, it's not about pointing a finger and saying, you're a bad person and God's going to punish you. It's about coming alongside and saying, how are you going? I feel like you're going through a hard time right now. What is God doing in your life at this stage? The gifts are only for building up, not for tearing down. This is really important because, and Paul talks about it really clearly, that everything that God gives us is to build us up, is to build us up, to let us know we're children of God, to let us know that he's called us to great things, to let us know that he wants to use us to build his kingdom here on earth, that these things that he wants to encourage us in. He will, if, if, if a word, like Julie said, makes you walk away feeling bad and down and unworthy and no good, it's probably not from God. Or I'll say it's not from God. It's not from God. It's the, okay, so anything we do when we're talking about hearing God's voice, it has to be encouraging. It has to be about building us up. And the last thing, the last thing, we'll have questions later, Gordon. Is that right? It's it's really important that we be encouraging. The last thing, uh, the last thing, and Julie's going to finish us off, is that at the end of the day, hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit is all about relationship. And like any relationship, it could be, it can be a bit messy. It's not always straightforward. But the more you get to know a person, the easier it is to hear what they are saying, to really hear what they are saying and to understand them and their heart. And the more time you spend getting to know the Holy Spirit, the easier it will, it will become to hear his voice clearly. And as I mentioned earlier, it takes time, effort and persistence because sometimes you read a scripture and you know God is speaking to you and you sort of get it but you don't quite like what are you trying to say how how what are you and you have to just spend more time just really waiting on him and and just probing a bit deeper and then it, it will come to you you know I've discovered the more I desire God and it's interesting Larissa sang that song the more I seek you the more I desire God, 
to the extent that it flows over into my actions of daily life. Not just, I'd really love to spend time with him, but then I don't. I'm talking about a desire that actually affects my day, a desire that grows, that makes me want to spend some time with him. The more I do that, the more he meets with me and the more I hear his voice and I can notice his hand moving. And the other interesting thing is the less pushy and demanding I become about me and what matters to me, the less I'm the focus and the more God is becoming everything, the more often God speaks to me, the more often he uses me and the more clearly I understand his voice. And I believe a big part of this is humility. You know, it's not a coincidence that Moses, the Bible tells us, was the most humble man on the face of the earth. But he also met with God face to face. And God told him things like he would a friend. Humility is important. And we are all growing in this. Let me tell you, pride gets in the way of our hearing and understanding God's word. And I know, because I have battled with pride I'm still battling with pride. We need to be in right relationship with God. And that is that he is God and we are not God. (laughs) And the healthier our relationship is with God, whatever that means to you, the easier it is to hear him clearly. The exciting thing is the more time we spend with the Holy Spirit, the more we become like Jesus and the more natural this all becomes. Like children inherit their, par- inherit their parents' traits or like two lifelong partners often mimic each other's characteristics. The more time we spend with God, quality actually with God, the more we become like him. Isn't that right, Ben? I had an interesting experience recently. I went, went somewhere with some people and uh, happened to be there, uh, the daughter of someone I grew up with. And I hadn't seen this person in years and years. And I, m- I met her daughter and this girl I grew up with when uh, like we were teenagers in youth group and stuff. I met her daughter and she was like, the, not in looks, but in her actions and the way she spoke and her mannerisms, her idiosyncrasies were exactly like her mum 30 odd years before. And I, you, how did that happen? I don't know whether you believe nature or nurture, but living with her mum rubbed off on her. And I believe living with God will rub off on us, that it will begin to transform us and change us and and make us into his image, that we would become more and more like him. Now, I'll just close with this thought, and uh, some people might feel they have a question. Um, We're happy to answer a couple of questions if we get enough time. But um, the thought is, I grew up in a church where hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit became a, a sign of maturity, a, a, like a status symbol. Yeah, It became something like, oh, they're so holy because they hear the voice of the, of the Holy Spirit. And so it was almost used like a tool to control people and maintain your power Uh, over people and that's not what God ever meant it to be. 
working of the Holy Spirit is through the body of Christ to build up the body. And let, let me say, if, if someone puts themselves up on a pedestal or gets put up on a pedestal because they hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, that, it's not the way it works. Moses was the most humble person and he was a friend of God. We, we're not, we, the gifts and hearing God's voice is not to elevate us. It's just to help us live the life we need to live. It's there to support us, to be our comforter, our helper, our guide, our defender, our supporter. They're never to be used to control or to wield power or anything like that. And I pray that we never do that in this church, that we would elevate it, but we would, I pray that we see the gifts working amongst people without it ever happening from up here. That is because you all have this ability. You all, God gives this to all of us. It's available to all of us to be working and moving in it. And it's so exciting when you hear stories of people saying, oh, I was talking to so-and-so and they encouraged me and, and they spoke into my situation right there. And without it ever happening from the front here. That's what it's meant to be like. Yeah. Spurring each other on, stirring each other up, encouraging one another. That's the gifts are available to all the body to build it up yes there are certain gifts that are available like only to some like pastor apostle all those things but what's it for to equip the saints for the work yeah, of the ministry right. not to be elevated but to equip others so they can do what god's called them to do this is what the the word of god is all about and this is what hearing god's voice is all about is to help each other so we can practice love with one another and love each other as christ has loved us this is our encouragement to you is, is just laying down a bit of a foundation of hearing God's voice. It's, it's there for all of us. Don't think, oh, I could never do that because I don't know if God would want to speak to me. God is speaking to you. Open your heart to him. Make yourself available and, and pursue this relationship with him. In that humble attitude, God, you are God. I'm your created. I need your help to get through this life. Without you, I'm just dust. But with you, as I breathe in the air, I'm reminded that your breath is in me. Your life is in me. And your life can transform me into all that you've called me to be. Transform me into the image of your son. Make me more and more like Jesus. So we're going to pray. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and bow your head. But I'm also going to ask you to do an exercise just to, just to finish. As we talked about, the Holy Spirit is the breath of God. So I want, to, want you to take a moment just to breathe and acknowledge your breathing right now. Just breathe. Take a deep breath in and just breathe it out slowly. You know, it's really interesting that when you talk to people about dealing with anxiety, one of the things they talk to you about is breath. Being a, Acknowledge your breathing. Slow down your breathing. Why don't we take a moment just to breathe in the knowledge that the breath that we're breathing is a gift from God. So deep breath in. And just release whatever else you want to just let go of. Just let go of those burdens. Breathe them out. And breathe in the Holy Spirit and allow him to, in faith, to fill you with his strength.
You know, in this place right now, for some, he's just reminding you that you are his children. He's just saying, this is my son, this is my daughter in whom I'm pleased, whom I love. He wants to remind you of that. For some here, he just wants to remind you that he's never left you nor forsaken you. He is still with you. He is beside you. He's just waiting for you to let him lead. Let him guide. You just lay your life down to before him and just say, God, I'm sorry for taking the steering wheel. I'm so sorry for taking control and I just pray that you would lead me and guide me where you need me to go. Lord God, we thank you for the Holy Spirit that you have sent us to be with us all the time. God, help us to tune in to you more in our everyday life. Help us to be listening and open. Help us to take time to shut out the noise and to hear from you. Help us to see you in others around us, Lord God. And help us to build strong and healthy relationships with one another. As you told us, Lord God, as you teach us that trees are best are at their best when they're in forests, Lord God, that we're at our best when we're in the body of Christ, when we're with each other, when we're in families, Lord God. And we just pray that you would help us establish good and strong relationships with each other, to build each other up and to encourage. We just ask you this in Jesus' name. Amen.